0: Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between, with your host, Randall McKeown. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Passports and Postcards. Yes, I am your host, Randall McEwen, and on today's episode, I just want to speak briefly about some of the events of the last couple of weeks. And this has to do with, I would call it space tourism, if you want to call it that. Last week, Sir Richard Branson, he uh, aboard his program Virgin Galactic, he was able to fly into outer space, unstrap, float around, looked through the windows of his craft down at Earth, and to him, what an experience. That was a dream he's had for many, many years. It's a lot of money he's invested into the program and is very successful. So when we see this, we're looking at what is next for tourism. Is this the dawning of the age of astral tourism? It could be for those who can afford it. I'm not sure if I would want to spend... Well, I I won't say that, because me, to be able to fly into outer space and to be able to look down on this blue planet we call Earth would be a thrill of a lifetime. So even if it was only for 10, 15, 30 seconds, whatever, I would do it if I had the means in which to do it. I know in some of the interviews that Sir Richard Branson's had before and after that flight, he's saying is trying to make uh flight space flight affordable for the everyday person. Got a long way to go on that. Speaking of Sir Richard Branson and his projects, I'm a big fan of the Virgin Hyperloop. And if you don't know what Virgin Hyperloop is, it is how to describe it, It would be like having a bullet capsule in a tube that can take you from a trip that would normally take you six hours to maybe take you one hour. And just in uh, last November, I do believe it was, they had the first testing of humans in their Hyperloop capsule. And that was a success. There are other companies around the world working on the same principles of Hyperloop and this would actually maybe replace trains and could even one day replace planes It's a new technology that's been working on i think since i think the first idea was sort of discussed around 2008 if i if i'm correct and here we are 2021 and they're actually you know they've tested it out and it does work this would be great for moving passengers and freight. Now, who's going to be building this? We don't know yet. We don't know if it's going to be independent or if it's going to be governments. I would say most likely independent. They're the best ones to actually build it and then benefit from it financially. Where will this go? How how many, how many countries will we have Hyperloop systems in? Only time will tell. I believe it is something that we need now. You know, we have already bullet trains in some countries, not here in North America, but over in Asia, Japan has bullet trains, and I do believe China has a bullet train. Other news in sort of travel related is uh, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos' uh, flight today aboard New Shepard uh, took him in outer space. It was the upright rocket, you know, blasting off from a pad, launch pad, and catapulting into outer space. That was interesting in the fact that it's the way we know of astronauts getting into space is being blasted into space. And the rocket fuel container itself uh, separated from the capsule And came back down to the launch pad. And that was interesting to see it come down and actually land where it took off. As for the capsule, no, it didn't disappear into outer space somewhere. It did return to Earth via free fall until parachutes opened. And there were three large parachutes which slowed the descent of the capsule. And it landed on desert ground. Now, I'm sure uh, Jeff Bezos has been working on this as, as long as maybe to Richard Branson and his team. So I call it the race to space. And since they took non-what we call astronauts, I'm calling them passengers. And because they are passengers, I'm calling this tourism. So the future of tourism may be what we call Astro-tourism. Now, would I be interested in being taken into outer space? Oh, in a heartbeat. I would love to be able to be up in one of those capsules, looking out a window at the big blue marble we call Earth. Imagine being able to say that to your children or your grandchildren, or even taking pictures so you have that memory with you when you know, for years to come. I'm not sure where travel is going. As the future, future seems, future seemed to be far away, but now the future is getting closer and closer to us. And with that, there are a lot of things we can see. Well, they create space hotels. That would be an interesting concept is space hotels. But again, you have to be careful with that because we know in, in hearing on the news about the debris floating out in space, whether it be asteroids, streaking comments, or just space junk from other attempts made in to get into outer space that have been left there just floating around. So that would be interesting how they can monitor that to protect those visitors that are visiting a space hotel, as I call it. I would be interesting interested to hear what your thoughts are on about maybe this space hotel, the astrotourism, as I call it. If you'd like to get a hold of me, reach out and visit my website at www. Pod vault, that's p-o-d-v-a-u-l-t dot c-a Or at randall.mcewan at podvault dot c-a That's the email Or you can find me all over social media Well that's just my special recording for today And I just want to talk about my thoughts on astral tourism And the accomplishments of the team under at Virgin Virgin Galactic with Sir Richard Branson and the team over working with Jeff Bezos. So congrats to you guys. Onward and upward, as they would say, as we look towards the stars as our next tourist destination. This is Randall McKeown. You've been listening to Passports and Postcards, and I thank you for listening.